We're continuing our day one coverage of TCT 2019. I'm Mike Gibson. I'm here with Michael Mack talking about the three-year results of the MitroClip study. Big splash when the results were first announced. Tell us what happened through the three years, Mike. So the first results were two-year results. We now are a year later. There's mm -hmm. been a lot of controversy in that year because there's two trials that show opposite results. Sure. So uh, now that we have another year follow-up, I think that solidifies the initial results of the um, uh, COAP trial. Right, and what um, do you see? So the primary endpoint uh, was all heart failure hospitalizations, uh, and they continued to improve uh, in the patients that got MitraClip compared to guideline-directed medical therapy alone. Uh, the number needed to treat improved significantly, as did all heart failure hospitalizations and uh, mortality. So you know, everything mean, continued to move in the yeah. right direction. When you have a constant relative risk, your absolute risk increases over time, or your absolute risk reduction increases over time, meaning your number needed to treat continues to go down the Correct. longer you follow up people. So uh, not that surprising, but that's great to hear that the the benefits were preserved and in fact the absolute reductions were expanded. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So how's this all playing out now in the real world? Where do you see the field going? So um, I, I think that the the fact that there was another trial, Mitra FR, that didn't show the same results, right. uh, I think actually has uh, enriched the field of figuring out who the responders are. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that there have been two things that become clear. One is how important guideline-directed medical therapy is. It clearly defines a responder population, uh, and it's important that everybody gets guideline-directed medical therapy first, mm -hmm. as well as this concept of disproportionate MR that uh, Paul Grayburn and Milton Packer have um, discerned from this, mm -hmm. I think is also critical. Mm -hmm. Basically what that means is the more severe your MR, and the less dilated your ventricle, the greater the chance you're gonna to respond to an intervention for that mitral regurgitation. Right, so we're centering in on the center of the bullseye for benefit there. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, the CMS has just uh, opened a new NCD uh, for functional mitral regurgitation, and I think that this trial will further inform the parameters around that NCD. The other interesting uh, part of the trial is that at two years, patients that were in the guideline-directed medical therapy group were allowed to cross over to oh, MitraClip. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So 38% of the eligible patients, which was a total of 58 patients, actually crossed over to MitraClip. Wow. And the patients that crossed over, we only have 12-month follow-up right now, right. actually responded as well as the original population that got wow. MitraClip did. Wow. So there wasn't a penalty to getting it later. Right. But on the other hand, there's some sur survivorship bias there. Obviously, oh, sure. the patients that were still alive to get MitraClip were a self-selecting group. But mm -hmm. still, the benefits of MitraClip two years down the line of medical therapy were still there. And that crossover may have diluted a little of the benefit at the three-year point for the MitroClip from the beginning of the trial arm. So, yeah, so we looked, so all the analysis were done intention to treat. Right. Uh, however, we did look at uh, a population of, uh, of the outcomes in which the guideline-directed medical therapy patients were censored at the time of crossover. Right. And you're exactly right. The results were even more dramatic. I'm, I'm sure. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you very much, Mike. Thanks for joining us today, Mike. And thanks to all of you out there for joining us here live from TCT 2019.